God's people fail over and over again. We're so messed up. Will there ever be a day when we finally get it right? Hey guys, this is Shree from Bible Project. In today's episode, we're getting honest about the cost of moral failures while we also remember the relentless promises of God. Let's join Tim Mackey as we open up the book of Ezekiel for some hope and perspective. Listen in. Hey everybody, this is Tim Mackey at Bible Project. And if you are reading through the prophets in the Hebrew Bible, it it becomes very clear that the ancient Israelites did a really terrible job at being God's covenant partners. Uh, Remember, God called this family out from among the nations to be his representatives, to be a kingdom of priests who would mirror God's character and purposes out into the world. Uh, But time and again, Israel's leaders fall prey to the powers of money and sex and power, and they find themselves embroiled in these murder and sex scandals and political power games. And usually, this is all happening at the expense of the poor and the most vulnerable in their communities. And so this story about Israel, it's actually a very familiar story. And even though the cultural context is really different than ours today, the basic issues are just the same. From the very beginning of the biblical story, God engages humans in a genuine partnership in overseeing the world. And the humans, for all of their brief successes, end up passing along a lot of failure and mess to each following generation. And the process compounds itself. So you go from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, and then from much later from Saul to David to Solomon to the kings in Jerusalem. And just like in Eden, where everything led to exile from the garden, so too for the rulers of Jerusalem, they find themselves exiled to Babylon. And so the Hebrew Bible is offering a really nuanced and realistic account of human nature. It's like no matter how much each generation improves things, the core problems just still persist. It's about human desire that becomes distorted and just too powerful for us to resist, and we fall into the familiar traps of money and sex and power, and they take us all out in just a million different ways, large and small. And so it's very easy to walk away from this story or just take a glance at church history, and you can see very clearly how God's people have failed to represent the character of God's generosity and justice. But that's just one half of what the biblical story is all about. The other theme in the story is about God's relentless loyalty to his people and to his promises. With each generation's failure, there comes a renewed commitment on God's part to keep the hope of this partnership alive in the hopes that one day somebody would come along and get things right. And in short, this is what the book of the prophet Ezekiel is about. Ezekiel lived in the kingdom of Judah's final days. This was when Jerusalem was ruled by the sons of David and was being besieged by the kingdom of Babylon, and the city was on the verge of collapse. Ezekiel was taken to Babylon as a political prisoner. He was living in a refugee camp, and that's when he had this astonishing vision of God that called him to announce two things to his contemporaries. First was bad news. Ezekiel's generation is just too far gone. They've so utterly betrayed 
their God. They've given their allegiance to other powers, and God is going to let all these failures catch up with them and bring Israel crashing to the ground. But that's not the end of the story. In a very powerful speech in Ezekiel chapter 36, God declares that he's going to recreate his covenant people on the other side of exile. And he's going to do it by providing the only solution possible that can help Israel escape this cycle of failure and ruin. God says he's going to offer his own spirit, his own life-giving, transforming presence, and he's going to place it in the hearts and minds of his people. And so recall the portrait of the Spirit in Genesis chapter 1, where God's presence is there hovering in the dark disorder and is the only one who can transform darkness into light and turn chaos into a cosmic garden temple. And so similarly here, Ezekiel can see that the only hope for the chaotic desires of the human heart is to receive an infusion of divine life so that God and his people can become one. I mean, just try and imagine waking up in the morning, and what if you just simply knew what God's will was for you that day, so that every decision you make is in tune with the love and with the mercy of God as you relate to every person at home and at work and in your community. And Ezekiel can see that kind of reality. It's the only hope God's people have, and that's exactly what God promises. So Ezekiel died in Babylon. He never saw the realization of these promises. But when we turn to the story of Jesus, especially in the gospel according to Luke, Jesus is presented as this God of Israel become human. And he's portrayed as being filled up with the life and the love of the Spirit of God. More than any of the other gospels, Luke's account emphasizes that Jesus is the new human and a new David who lives and acts in the power of the Spirit, so that his will is God's will. And in Luke's sequel, the book of Acts, he shows how the gift of the Spirit is available to God's people in a very new and powerful way, so that as they learn to follow Jesus' teachings, their hearts and minds and wills become more closely aligned with the love of God. And of course, none of this means that God's people don't fail. Of course we do a lot. But if we listen to the biblical story, we shouldn't be surprised by these failures. And at the same time, those failures don't define us. When we think about our identity and our hope in the light of the story of Jesus, we're invited to see that we are humans who are becoming new. It's like we're becoming recreated to resemble the new humanity that Jesus so perfectly embodied. And it's a humanity that's so in tune and aligned with God's love and purpose, the hope is that our wills and God's will ultimately become one. And that's something that I'm called to pray for and hope for and to strive for. And so uh, may God have mercy on us and may he renew the gift of his spirit in our minds and in our hearts in the week to come. Ezekiel 36, 22-28 Therefore say to the Israelites, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things. 
but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. For I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I give your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. Ezekiel 36 22 to 28. Now let's review. So in this reflection, we talked about how messed up humanity is. We probably don't need to take long to review that. I mean, we've lived it. We get it. But what we daily need to remember most is that God is faithful to renew His commitment to His people despite their failures. The prophet Ezekiel said that God would renew His covenant by renewing hearts, and that He'd do this by giving His own spirit to those who trusted in Him. Now, as followers of Jesus, we are invited to practice living with His Spirit. And as we do, we find our hearts are being renewed day by day, filled with new desires and new decisions to love God and one another. So let's keep reflecting on this. I have three questions for you to consider today. I'll give you a moment to reflect on each question, but if you need more time, just press pause. Here's our first reflection question. What is one specific area in your life that God has renewed by His Spirit? Share your story. And now our next reflection question. What is one specific thing that may be hindering your life right now with God's Spirit? And now our last reflection question. What is one step you can take with God's Spirit today to overcome that hindrance?
Thanks for joining us for today's reflection. If you want to go deeper, we have more reflection questions, along with a video that explores the literary design of the book of Ezekiel. You can find it at bibleproject.com study. Before we sign off, let's pray together. God, after this time of reflection, I realize that I'm the person in need of a new heart, that I, I would die without, without a new heart, that I have heart failure and I need to be on the donation list and I'm at your mercy. There's no one, no one else who could provide a new heart like you could. And I'm just amazed that you would sacrifice your life to provide that new heart for me, for us. So I thank you and I want to live a life of gratitude that is full of your love, your joy, your peace, and your patience. I want to live a life of gratitude with your spirit. So help me, lead me, guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank Dr. Tim Mackey, Dan Gummel, Michelle Jones, and Grant William Harold for teaching and producing, reading and composing the elements of today's show. Awesome job. If you've been with us, you know that Reflections is more than a podcast. It's a community of friends like Gabriela. Hi, my name is Gabriela. I'm from Chile. And together with my family, we listen every week the Reflections and talk about it. We are really grateful for Bible Project. It's such a blessing for us. Thanks, Gabriela. We love that you and your family are a part of the Reflections community. Bible Project is a crowdfunded nonprofit. We provide free resources that show how the Bible is one story that leads to Jesus. We have animated videos, blogs, podcasts, and reading plans that are all available in multiple languages. Everything is free because awesome people like you generously fund each creative project. Thank you. 